Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Agent Carter radio program by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, listeners. Here today to, unfortunately, discuss the cancellation by ABC of Agent Carter. Indeed, as I'm sure most listeners know, yesterday, May 12th, ABC... uh, declined to renew the series, canceled the series, and uh, that that likely brings the story of Peggy Carter on television to a close, and uh, certainly the the outpouring of of uh, disappointment on Twitter was was uh, I was surprised by the volume of it, Pete. And I I don't think it's surprising given the um, love of the character, the love of the characters they they came about on her show here um you know designed for that um and and we'll we'll point them out in a little bit um but let's not pretend that this wasn't heading in this direction for quite some time uh it's the reality of it um you know having a sick relative is is one thing and and getting a a poor diagnosis but you know then when when all is said and done everything uh everything comes full force and i i think that so much of that in the twitter sphere and elsewhere is a result of oh it's it's canceled now you know i react when the the tea leaves have kind of been out there for a while a fair a fair observation certainly i, I think maybe we'll We'll break down some of those uh, some of those TV biz particulars in a little bit, but Pete, as we as we start to look back here, what are some of the what are some of the happy memories? Let's look back here over season two and the series as a whole. What are some of the the things that really that really uh, kind of jump out at you? I don't know how you can begin a conversation about this without starting at you know the wonderful Haley Atwell and. <clears throat> there's no surprise that part of the reason this decision has gone this way is that the actress has been given a foothold on the next level up here towards stardom. Uh, her show conviction was greenlit, taken the series by the network, um, the pilot they shot this spring. There was discussion that ABC, of course, would honor her schedule and they could shoot both. We'll again get to that information where that would hit the road as far as the the discussion of the TV biz in a little bit. But, you know, her character uh, birthed in the, uh, the film universe, brought to the TV universe here, 18 episodes over two seasons, a larger sec- season than the first season, which is ultra rare um, with with projects, especially over network TV. Um, you know, it's great, wonderful. And uh, there's a certain sense of symmetry, Matt, given that her character was laid to rest in theaters beginning last week and that the, the character on network TV, at least right now, seems to uh seems to pretty much be gone and you know we're thankful for having her as long as we did 
And I think that is, that's a great thing to focus on in this age where there's a lot of great TV on, but let's face it, there's also a ton of garbage on as well. And, and that was part of the, the outpouring of anger yesterday on Twitter and in other places where, you know, how can there be blank? Someone said, how, the Bachelor is still on. The Bachelor is now supposedly a, a, a role model on TV, but, but Peggy Carter isn't. And that, that's one way to look at it. But we got, we got these 18 episodes where, where we otherwise would not have. And um, that's worth reflecting on, too, that, that, that it was two seasons of, of uh, drama and action and suspense and, and audience engagement and uh, certainly a good ride. The thing that strikes me as well, and, you know, you begin with Haley Atwell and then we extend it to the rest of this cast look at the roles that women were given on this show over two seasons we we talk about angie we talk about Dottie, we talk about rose given a, a massive improved uh screen presence in the in the second season we look at um you know uh whitney and anna all of these characters, Matt, all of these female characters that successfully pass the Bechdel test in a time when increased scrutiny is paid to that when characters come on screen. So that's a massive legacy to this series, what they've created here. And I like to think that though it's dr a dramatically different tone, that this helped to this show helped to really inform the kind of universe that a Jessica Jones would inhabit as far as their treatment of strong female characters. Well, and it's the strength of those female characters, obviously starting with Peggy Carter, but, but all the female characters that were in, uh, that were in the show over the course of two seasons that, that helped the show resonate as it did. And, um, that, uh, that's, that's that's worth mentioning. That's worth saying a lot. And then you factor in the male characters. I mean, whether it was uh, whether it was appreciating Enver Jokai as the the kind of uh, the average Joe that you could uh, that you could sympathize with, or or hating Chad Michael Murray to to almost the end, and then what had been a cliffhanger. Now I suppose uh, in in the smallest of constellations, the uh, the end of Jack Thompson, if we're not getting any more story uh, with, with his character being shot, just, you know, Jack Thompson was just just a louse that we could all love to hate. And uh, and I I guess I leave the show with a smile on my face, at least today, whereas uh, yesterday was certainly certainly a sad day. And just the way that we were able to give the memory of uh, Tony Stark's, um, you know, future butler in uh, Edwin Jarvis, uh, a name and a face and, you know, performed so wonderfully by James Darcy, who got so much more to do comedically in this second season, which which was truly a highlight of this uh Second time around the block, the, the the different setting in Hollywood obviously opened up opportunities for his character. Who would have thought that 
increasing the Britishness in, in this American show would have have taken it to a higher high. Now, I think many people who watch uh, British television or British actors would say adoy, but uh, I mean the pairing of of James Darcy and Haley Atwell on screen was was magical, and the fact that they were able to do it without any without the characters having any kind of romantic tension between them i think you know perhaps there were the the smallest winks to the audience i think of the uh what was it judo or jujitsu that they were practicing on each other but i think that was more kind of um a farce for the audience to 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 have some fun with not the actual two characters flirting with each other so between their connection and the uh the sunny los angeles setting of the show in the second season it uh, it was a uh, it was good good ride there for the show. Talk about a find in the second season: the increased role of Rose uh, Leslie Boone. If this doesn't get her some some greater comedic opportunities, I don't know what will. Uh, she was fantastic in the role. Uh, you talk about archetype and everything like that, and she just filled it so well kind of the the gal friday there for uh peggy and everything that comes along with it and just enjoyed the hell out of her time on screen really hope to see her in something soon absolutely and as you mentioned pete obviously uh Haley atwell coming out with uh with uh, conviction in the fall uh Something I, I, I doubt very much that we will podcast, but it's certainly a show I look forward to checking out. And, uh, you know, I, I know there's definitely a core of the Agent Carter audience who now, uh, I, I suspect, feels they have to root against uh, conviction. But, uh, you know, certainly you, you hope that all these people have a have a, a sunny future to them. So, Pete, let's let's take a moment here. Let's talk about the why. What has brought us to this sad day here? Pete, why was Agent Carter canceled? Because the ratings return for what they were paying per episode, Matt. This is business. It is never personal. Yeah, it, it is worth mentioning the ratings for uh, for season two were down, perhaps not significantly, but the ratings were never great. And insofar as Agent Carter season one was was uh, supposed to be a place that the Marvel TV fans could go uh, to have this consistent September to May experience um, to keep it going, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, they took a gamble on the second season, ratings-wise. It definitely it, it, it didn't pan out there. Now, I'm sure there's people listening saying, but the rating system is, is increasingly uh, useless and... If it was on cable, who would have cared? Or there would have been rerun opportunities. Or if it was on digital platforms. But this this is how it was always being measured was was ratings. And uh, and guess what? As long as it's going to air first on TV, those ratings are going to continue to matter. Absolutely. And especially, I think, when they can look at a declining Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. audience, but one that is for the most part sticking around uh some has moved to dvr but you have a core that basically isn't moving um and to see that they're not all 
brought over to the show that's meant to be a a different flavor but the same the same kind of uh enjoyment as you said pete it's 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 a business it's not personal i know some people were trying to make hay of this is the new head of abc and and it was the the old head who had greenlit the show and all that i mean maybe but you know that they never cancel a, a ratings, uh, you know, a ratings monster. It's always it's always the shows with lower ratings that, that that get taken off. It's not the cancellation is not so much an indictment of just the rating system. It's an indictment of really what's going on and what's wrong with broadcast TV right now. It it is dying for want of a better term. Um, and the, the newer metrics, the, the Netflixification of TV and the binge watching and the on demand and everything like that. <clears throat> but here's the idea, this and another Marvel show that had not even received a season order yet in most wanted, um, not taken to series because, What's it going to fill in for? It's going to fill in for a Marvel show that is in its third season that is consistently pulling in a one or a point nine, which if it was in a second season would really be on the chopping block, if not gone, probably gone under this this new network um, executive so that they have the third season. You had already been given a fourth season you're in syndication um, unless there's a dramatic increase in viewership or a change in ideology. The fourth season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be its last, and I'm guessing this will probably be the last time, at least for a while, that Marvel TV is on ABC, given what it's done for Netflix and, and what it's doing on Netflix. Well, Pete, you've mentioned it a couple times now. You've used the word Netflix. Can't Agent Carter come back to Netflix? And if not Netflix, then Amazon. And if not Amazon, then Freeform TV that'll be doing the the Cloak and Dagger show. Is there is there a future for, for Agent Carter to come back to? Everything is possible, Matt. That's what you need to understand. The world has been flattened by social media. There's a reason why you can go on Twitter and tweet at a celebrity or a politician or whatever it is and get potentially some kind of response. However, there's the money aspect of it. Um, as of right now, a change.org petition to save Agent Carter to bring her to Netflix, which I sent to you this morning at about 2,500 supporters has now reached 11,864 supporters. However, those are people in the echo chamber of the internet, maybe you've been there, who have put their name to a list. There is zero financial backing behind this. It's our estimation that Agent Carter costs in the realm of about two to three million dollars per episode you're talking about a period specific show with a rising uh star and um some some medium to lower level uh actor uh involvement in terms of their salaries 
and then there's the production people and then there's location and then there's all the other things associated with it. So put your money where your mouth is. Start a Kickstarter, a GoFundMe, whatever it is. You feel passionately enough about that. You show them $20 million and then you get that done because the the age of I'm going to tweet at Netflix, I'm going to I'm going to put a petition out there. Yes, are there success stories? There absolutely are. At the same time, <clears throat> the number of these campaigns that fall short because all right, we've got 12,000 interested people, but where are we pulling this money from and what is our diminished return? And this is kind of the kind of the the tough talk portion of the podcast here. There was a point, Pete, where I, I, I sent you a text last night and I said there, there there's this issue that will have to be addressed on the podcast here because some people just just don't know completely how it works. Um, there's all of that, the financial end that you've addressed, the fact that Haley Atwell was cast in this new pilot several months ago, a high-profile pilot with with uh, notable co-stars and production team with credentials behind it and so forth. To me, that had always been an early signal that the, that the show had been de facto canceled. And you might say, well, then why didn't they just cancel it earlier than this? Well, because it's ABC's money. Maybe this new show doesn't pan out and Agent Carter all of a sudden goes from from the one list to the other. Maybe a whole bunch of other pilots come in and they're just garbage or their vision didn't work out or uh, the stars of this show or that show, they don't get along or they've broken a leg or whatever it might be. You keep all your options open. You can do that when it's your network money, when it's hundreds of millions of dollars. Um the notion that she had moved on, I think, was an early sign. The ratings certainly didn't help. And for the people championing the show to, to be to be picked up by Netflix, the question is this. When? When are they going to get her? Yes, there was the statement from the network. If Agent Carter gets picked up, we'll have her uh, take care of both commitments. I think that was the network lying to the audience. I think that there's no way you can star in two shows at the same time. Um, could that mean then that Agent Carter season three could be could have been a summer 2017 show? Sure. Could it get picked up by Netflix as um, a show to be done in between seasons of Conviction? Possibly, but if Conviction is is a success, she's going to work on it for ten months. She might want time off. Um, even if they offer her a lot of money, can you get 10 episodes done, 8 episodes done in 2 months? I don't think so. Um, could you do something creative a la Gilmore Girls and do 4 90-minute episodes or something like that? Hey, it happens all the time. It happened with Gilmore Girls, or it's happening with Gilmore Girls. It happened with the rest of development and so on and so forth. But I think that Netflix is a longer shot than... Netflix just needs to hook up the money machine and then we get more Agent Carter anytime soon. I think the thing that gives fans a lot of hope, and it should, is Marvel's close association with Netflix. What people need to understand is this, this flurry in the last 24 hours of support for this show 
needed to happen about three months ago because the show just limped to the end and there was really no ratings substantiation behind it to warrant coming back. They are content, ABC that is, content going to post next season with your 22 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a couple weeks in between where something else is going to air in its spot to not keep the place warm for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And could it have been Carter? Sure. They, they could have they could have gone with this, but again, you're out the twenty to thirty million dollars. You cost your actress on this show the opportunity, a star vehicle on the show she had landed the lead in, uh, apart from the Marvel universe, to further her career. You think of you know how much work she's done in this universe. Um, oh, it's incredible! I mean, there's two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, from from the movie to the to the one shot to appearances in in several of the movies, you know, glorified cameos, but you know, still there, still in in you know an Avengers movie, and um, you know, back back to the two seasons of the series here, um, her her star is rising, and if you're a fan of Haley Atwell, you have to be happy. Um, if you're a fan of these other actors, you have to know that that they understand how the business works, that that they're man in the phones, that they've got their agents going and, and they're they're looking to land someplace as well. And they all inevitably will. Um, but, you know, like I said, put your money where your mouth is, because the idea of a petition or, you know, the idea of, all right, we're going to we're going to send red hats to ABC or you know, whatever thing. And and these are heartfelt expressions and I get that. Uh, and we love the show. We're with you every week. It's, it's, it's another thing that, that we podcast. It's, it's the first Marvel podcast uh, show we're going to lose. So, so we're grieving it too. We'd love to have it stick around. Um, but, you know, the, the deck is stacked. Again, that being said, you feel passionately about this. You motivate other people. You move it further down the line, then you can incur that change. Um, you know, th- this is not BJ and the bear in the, in the 1970s. Um, if that reference makes any sense to anybody out there. Well, Pete, you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned the fact that we enjoyed the, the show and I'm, I'm sure that there's some people, you know, yelling into their into their headphones right now i mean and the truth is that we did there were some episodes that were imperfect uh and, and there was well, some was story- the second season can you can you really argue that this second season was anywhere near as good as its first i don't think you can i would agree with that i think that i think that they had eight episodes worth of oomph that ended up being being a 10 episode season but I mean, it, it was always entertaining. It was always fun. It was characters that we enjoyed tremendously. And to be completely selfish for a moment, podcasting Agent Carter has been the most fun, outright pure fun, that I've had podcasting any of these shows in the Fantastic Geek era. Because we kind of got to do this faux radio program. And what's funny is the first week back uh, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when that had had come back for its spring run of episodes 
we both struggled in the recording process because we were used to being in that 1940s mindset <laughs> and it had become a thing and it, it was like I didn't think we were doing as much of a, a, a of a bit as we did until all of a sudden we couldn't talk we couldn't talk Agents of Shield because we were stuck with Agent Carter stuck in the best way possible stuck on her. It was a fun show, and I'm going to remember it that we had it. Did it did it reach the the heights of the first season, particularly the the premiere and all the excitement early on? I mean. Um, it it would be hard to look back and say that it ever did. Did this show increasingly give meaty, quality, fun, uh, like I said, uh, Bechtel test passing parts to uh, a variety of women? Absolutely. And I think that's going to be, like I said before, its legacy. Look at all these female roles that they offered within this comic universe um, is Marvel good at that in other shows? Well, it, it depends on the offering. Uh, Shield is certainly a little bit more diversified than, uh, shall we say, a Daredevil. Jessica Jones is all about the girl power, and and you know, with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, obviously, we're going to be a little bit more male centric since they are male heroes. Pete, let's look at uh, some of uh, some of the thoughts of people out there uh, sharing their sharing their reflections on uh, on the cancellation of the show on uh, on Twitter. Serendipity eight two four said, "I honestly hope conviction succeeds so everyone else can appreciate how awesome Haley Atwell is." And I think that's a nice place to start because we were we were all upset yesterday. We were all angry. Even you know, privately, Pete, you and I had had a, had a grim view on the the chances of renewal. Um, but but we you know we were both sad to see this show go. But I I like uh, Serendipity's take there, just kind of reminding us as I as I had later said on Twitter, every show that you've ever cared about has come about because another show that other people cared about got canceled. Now take those feelings and imagine if she didn't have a pilot that had been picked up. So here's a here's a gem who doesn't have a landing spot after losing this show. It could be a whole lot worse if you care about this actress. And I think the character and the actress are pretty much intertwined in terms of the goodwill that she has created and you know Matt the the cosplay that we've seen over the last two years at New York Comic Con, particularly related to the show and this character. So people want to see her succeed. So again, you, you're silver lining this. She continues on her ascent here. And that's a memory I think I'm never going to forget is not just being at New York Comic Con and seeing all the cosplay, which was which was notable and more than I thought and wonderful to see. But when we were leaving uh, one of the nights, I think it was the night of the, the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, uh, which had a, a small Agent Carter presence to it, we're, you know, we've had a full day, we've had our fun, we're walking back to the train station, we're about three blocks away from, from uh, the Javits Center, so we're kind of outside the footprint of that building and people hanging around it, and, and we're back in in new york proper it's not it's not new york comic-con turf 
And there's just a woman 20 feet ahead of us in the middle of the crosswalk. The blue coat, the blue skirt, the red hat. Back to us, walking away, walking proud, walking solo. And it was just... I, I took a picture of it. I think I put it on Twitter. I know it's on, it on our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, that's the show in a nutshell. That that woman, that woman was was touched by the show and wanted to reflect Peggy Carter, um, and, and and that's the message of the show. It's just that that's that's the whole this whole Agent Carter process, podcasting it, watching it, tweeting about it. It's all it all goes. It, it's all captured by that moment. But Pete, as we start to wrap things up here in the Agent Carter radio program, one more, one more bit of feedback. This one from Mary Kirk, who who sent out a tweet last night after uh, after the dust had settled and cancellation was uh, uh, was was foretold and discussed. Uh, she she tweeted a picture of uh, a, of a, a glass of alcohol and said, "I'll gently rise and softly call. Good night and joy be with you all." Hashtag Agent Carter, and uh, I think uh, certainly the the bittersweet note that uh, that we can truly start to wrap things up here with. It's a tremendous sentiment, and I will look back on this show with nothing but fond memories. I'm really excited for what the future is going to bring for the actors and the creative team behind this, um, and you know to to the next adventure. Indeed, and uh, if if you're joining us for the continuing Fantastic Geek Adventures, uh, of course, uh, we'll continue with the Pop Culture Podcast, doing uh, all the different Marvel stuff that we do, the various uh, bits and pieces uh, along the way, our, our secret summer project, looking like it's going to be a, a secret summer and winter project, Pete, but we'll get to that at another time. I'm sure that there are people who are listening who uh, who who this will be goodbye. So I want to thank everybody from the bottom of, of my heart. And I'm sure I speak for you, Pete. Yep. I want to thank everybody who has has listened to the Agent Carter radio program by Fantastic Geek. Uh, uh, a, a wonderful bit of fun to to produce to create uh, in its own unique niche, and uh, it, it it's been an honor talking with everyone each week. And we look forward to continuing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, The Defenders, everything Marvel's going to throw at you, we're going to podcast. So uh, hope to continue to see some of you there. With that, Pete, I suppose the time has come to uh, truly put the the podcast to bed. So thanks again, one and all, for listening, and uh, I'll say goodbye. Farewell. Farewell.